Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Invincible Volume One, Family Matters, Collecting Issues One to Four of the 2005 Image Comics series by Robert Kirkman and Corey Walker. Benjamin, so slim and so slight. Yes, I I, I made a lot of effort with that one, Michael. No, I mean the 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 collecting issues we have this week. It's so slim oh, and so slight. It's a skinny boy, Michael. It's a Not skinny boy. Only four little issues. But four little taster issues. Ben is barely collecting any issues this week. And Michael, I wouldn't say there's any great arc that gets kicked off in it either. That's a very interesting point, Ben. But just one mm. thing, Ben, I'd like to remind you and the listeners about Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. That's awesome. Is that here on Collecting Issues, which is itself a bi-weekly comic book book club for comic book fans and readers, that Benjamin, on, on the comic book podcast Collecting Issues, we only look at the Collecting Issues that we are covering this week on Collecting Issues. Yeah, we're not allowed to go make none of them, none of them big leaps into the future, Michael. Exactly, Ben. So, Benjamin, I might have mentioned before on this podcast or on our other more successful podcast, Michael and Benjamin's podcast, yeah. that I have read and collected every single issue of uh, Invincible. You're an Invincible fanboy, Michael. I'm a big Invincible fan, Ben. Look, I've got the hardcover collected issues here, but we're not talking about them, Ben. Oh, no, sirree, Bob. This week on Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, we are talking about volume one, issues one to four, and that's it and that's all. That's it and that's all. We won't be having any of those bloody, bloody hypotheses, any of those bloody, bloody uh, referring to future events. We'll have none yeah. of it. No spoilers here, Ben, for future issues. Because some people, Ben, some, some listeners to Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, might be picking up Invincible for the first time. I mean, they might be, Michael. They might exactly. be. Exactly. They're in for a fucking treat, Ben. <laughs> so says Michael Michael in this we're dealing with the bloody titular Invincible and mm. his bloody alias as Mark Grayson yes he's um, a young man Mark Grayson and uh, it, it's a fairly interesting now comic Michael it's it's the early days of his superhero career and, and that's what we get to see it's training wheels Benjamin but for soups yeah Benjamin would you do me a favour go on would you throw your mind back to the year 2005 already there Right, you're there, you're listening to the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, if I had a million dollars, Michael. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast, that's for sure. <laughs> but Benjamin, <laughs> it's 2005, Ben, and you're sitting there and you think to yourself, hmm, what would it be like, Ben, what would right. it be like if Superman was Spider-Man? <laughs> well, Michael, let me, let me just, 14-year-old me is doing some calculations. All right. It'd probably look a lot like this, Michael, what we just read. Yeah, you see, that was a leading question, Ben. That was actually mm. my point. My point yeah, was, me. this comic book is essentially what if Superman was Spider-Man. Yeah, but it's got some nice touches to it as well, Michael. It, it, you know, one of the nice inversions of this one, Michael, is that becoming a superhero is no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. His family don't overreact. He doesn't hide it from them. His dad's yeah. been expecting it. We we didn't crime alley his parents, so he's not all alone in the world. Yeah, both his parents are still alive and kicking. They have a healthy family life. They're doing well, Michael. They have family They're, dinners where they ask how the day went. They have family dinners. They're doing well financially and emotionally. Yes, he can quit his small part-time job, which to be honest, Michael, looking at the climate of America in either today or 2005, to be able to quit your small part-time jobs means you're doing just fine yeah, he's doing by just American fine, economic ben. standards. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't need to keep that third job to keep up his social security payments or whatever. Or his insulin payments, Michael, or his insulin, which is more whatever. likely I don't know. the case. 
I don't know if he can even get diabetes, Ben, because he appears to have a heightened metabolism. Yeah, so this is, I suppose the other interesting thing, Michael, about an Invincible issues 1 to 4 is there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of fucking risk. <laughs> no, 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 For he's very much Mark Invincible. Grayson. Yes, he lives up to that name quite well. Yeah, so Ben, let's take a little bit of a dive into what I meant by it's basically if Superman was Spider-Man. Go on. So, Superman, Ben, he's a, he's a god, basically. He's a god among men. He's a big shiny god man. He's a big shiny god man, and he has big shiny god man troubles. Uh, yeah, aliens. Aliens coming to get him, and, you know, invincible aliens from other planets coming to get him, and uh, deadly killing machines from his native world coming to get him. And he has a tragic backstory, Ben, a tragic backstory about he lost loss. lost a whole planet, Michael. A whole planet got blown up. Yeah, it's done but, gone. So Invincible has that, although obviously in this the planet hasn't been blown up because his dad comes from a version of Krypton that's a paradise. Yeah, it's a, the, the, the Viltrumites. Vi- yeah, the great. Viltrumites, I believe, Ben. Viltrumites. Grand bunch of lads. Grand bunch of lads don't look any further. Yeah, they've gone... Well, watch it now, Ben, be careful. <laughs> they've gone out into the world, Ben, out into the universe, and they're helping planets along the way. They're like the oh, United Federation of Planets. They're a grand bunch of lads. Giving them a bloody leg up. Give him yeah. the bloody Lego. So Mark's dealing with all of that. Yes. But then, at the same time, Ben, he's in high school. Yeah, I mean, Michael, the trials and tribulations of the teenage boy far outweigh any aliens that might come along. Exactly, Ben. He's hiding his identity from his school. He's getting a boner at an inappropriate time. Oh. He's got... He's got, that doesn't happen. I've made that up. He's got a crush <laughs> on the, the hot girl in his class. Who so turns awkward. out, Ben... She's also a superhero, though. I mean, if that's not fanboy wish fulfillment, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, it's like if uh, Mary Jane Watson had turned out to be a superhero, too. Yeah, can you imagine, Michael? Madness. Madness. She's even a sexy ginger, Ben. She'd be moth She'd be moth lady. Spider-Man and moth lady. I don't, that's what we do. Yeah, that's a weak joke. Then, yeah, it was. Say. It was pretty poor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's a lot of playing around with those tropes. His sweetheart is... Uh, a, a smoke show of a redhead um, and played very much in, in that vein. I suppose the only thing standing between Mark Grayson and, and his high school love is is the fact that she's with another man. Yeah, well, we'll Boy. get rid of him, I assume, I assume. Uh, well, one would assume, Michael, but we're only looking at issues one to four. One to four, that's all we're looking at. And I, one of my favourite things about this, Michael, is the, the the sheer joy that Robert Kirkman takes in just using the cheesiest superhero names he can come up with. We've got Go Rexplode. Yeah. Uh, we've got Atom Eve. Yeah. Duplicate. Very good, because she can turn into multiple people and her name is Kate. And then Robot. Sure. Robot. <laughs> why yeah. would you? Why would you make any kind of effort? Yeah. Um, uh, the joy he takes in that, Michael, and the the simplicity of it, Michael, is oddly charming. Go on, because as I said before, Michael, there is no risk here for Mark Grayson. There's risk for other people, certainly. Yeah, some some teenagers got blown up. Yeah, there might be some collateral. Yeah, there's some serious Columbine vibes, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. We'll we'll, we'll get onto that. Mm-hmm. We, we we get into that. But anyway. It's pretty interesting. We do just get an introduction to the Grayson family and how odd their lives are. But at no point did I go, oh, he's in a spot of bother now. Because yeah. everything Mark Grayson does, but he, peace, piss. Peace, peace piss. piss. Everything's easy because he's invincible, Ben, you see. Yeah, he got knocked down once because he was caught off guard by the big blue guy. 
and then gets back up and pow, right to the kisser, and your man's down for the count. There is a hint that everything isn't quite as as happy go lucky as it seems, though. When uh, Mark's dad, Omni Man, o- Omni Man, yeah, Omni Man, who's from Dublin's North Side, the Omni Man Ben, he uh, he gets sucked off this plane of existence into another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. A new galaxy, as you, if you will. And Benjamin, his wife, is quite upset that he's been sucked off this plane of existence. <laughs> and she doesn't really express it to anyone. <laughs> she just kind of, what, what's up? Uh, I, I suppose if I was someone's wife, I'd be quite annoyed if he was just sucked off somewhere else as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah this plane of existence. So <laughs> she just has a, a little quiet cry to herself when she comes back after what? everyone trying to remain stoic and calm. And that's one of my favourite moments in this series is while Mark is having this adventure with the bombs and the, the computer parts and all of that stuff going on. Omni Man from Dublin's Northside, he has gone off and he has had... An epic comic book adventure. And we don't get to see any of it. <laughs> and we don't get to see any of it because that's not what we're here for. We're here for the trials and tribulations of a young man whose dad has been sucked off this plane of existence. Uh, yeah, yeah, young Peter Parker. I mean, Mark Grayson. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a lot to go on. His His dad is Superman. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, essentially. In fact, I dare say... Um, mm-hmm. Michael that he's modelled a little bit after the Kingdom Come Superman that we meet all the way back in 1980 uh, what's his what's yeah who looks that? like our friend Michael Bynes yeah yeah it does actually we should get him to cosplay Omni-Man yeah he'd be yeah, a good Omni-Man great Omni-Man that's a good that's a good shout good shout yeah. um, so uh, we do get to kind of introduce that and I, one of the things I enjoy um, Michael is that Mark Grayson never worries about his dad when he gets sucked off this plane of existence. Yeah. Um, because he sees his dad through the eyes of a of a, a son in, in the early days where his dad can do no wrong and nothing can harm his father. Um, as we all did, Ben. As we all did once once upon a time, Michael. Well, once all of us who had time. fathers, Ben. Let's not exclude the people who don't have fathers. Yeah, sorry, orphans. Um... So, yeah, in general, that's uh, what we're dealing with. And it's a, it's a nice play on all of that, Michael. Now, underpinning this, Michael, is a very interesting thing. Because to say that there were no emotional stakes, as I so callously said earlier, Michael, would be incorrect. Um, as you said, there's the missing high school students and the, the explosions at malls. Very, uh, very telling for the old Americans, Ben. Yeah, and that's a big deal for Americans because it, it kind of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Michael, but I don't think I am. There's some very strong Columbine kind of massacres, not knowing what's sinisterly hiding in your room or in your class. Yeah, 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 yeah. I that, see what you that mean. That kind of thing. There's a, there's a little bit of that atmosphere going around. Um, I, I think it skirts it a little bit, Ben, by being, I mean, the, the, the teacher is the one who's doing it, but he doesn't bomb the school. That's true. That's so true. it's not school violence per se. That's true. Well, then, if it's if it's not that, then it's certainly very post 9-11, Michael. Will you put it, it that is. way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there, Ben. I am with you on the whole, uh, the dome- especially the domestic terrorism side. Yeah. Of it. yeah. What, what I find interesting about it is how nonchalant society seems to be about multiple mall bombings. Yes, they're very in, calm. In 2005, yeah. We don't see the wider world reacting to it. Perhaps because, Ben... This all exists in a world of giant dragon monsters and omni men and rexplodes. Yeah. So maybe a bomb going off in a mall is not that big a deal. It's just but a Tuesday. 
There's a very, yeah, exactly. For you, Ben, the day the mall in your local town exploded was the most important day of your life. That's but for Omni Man, it was just Tuesday. So, what was I saying? And judging from how our Omni Man carries on in this, Michael, it's just Tuesday morning at around 10. It's going to get yeah, worse exactly. at about 10.15. He's just whizzing around solving other problems. So, yeah, it, it is interesting how casually, and there is one conversation about that. Like, did you see there's been another mall bombing? Another one in two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so um, many mall bombings. Arguably so many too many. Mall bombings. And yeah, I, again, it comes back to that because you mentioned the teacher. It's that teenage wish fulfillment thing where that teacher that nobody likes turns out to be a supervillain. Yeah. Um, now, a shite one. Um, and that's possibly my favorite part of this entire four issue run is the bit where he's like well and he announces his plan and he says well 39 more seconds and we'll all be gone and Mark Rising is just like not not sticking around for that let me just yep. take care of that and just- doesn't bat an eyelid Michael doesn't do the traditional superhero thing is I can find a way to save him I can, dis- <laughs> I can disarm advice and I was like just gonna fly him to the Arctic take fly care of him in the ice um, we don't even get to see his reaction to that the the teacher character is then out of panel for the rest of that sequence and he's just chucked that's a very good point Ben actually I didn't notice that once Mark picks him up and starts flying his head snaps back out of panel well, you and see, we don't go on go, go on, on. We, we started cut across with me there. cut across my point there you son of a bitch go on go on finish no I don't want to now I'm, I'm having uh, a you're, do you know what you're some cook um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway right go on that's of course Michael because we're, we're sandwiched we start our little invincible adventure in medias res um, mm. With that very sequence And we couldn't have it revealed so soon Michael Nobody would buy the next couple of issues Very good point Benjamin Benjamin Yes That brings another issue that I really like about Invincible And it shows the first couple of signs of it happening in this um, In these four issues This four issues takes place exactly over the course of four months Does it? Yes Never because would have guessed that. The opening panel has that scene where he's throwing him in the Arctic and then the next page is four months earlier. Never would have guessed that, Michael. So it's setting out its stall straight away as this is going to be a comic book in real time. That's mad. Yeah. So, you know, he gets his powers about halfway through issue one. And then at the start of issue two, his dad says, you only got your powers last week. And he says, two weeks ago, actually. I, I think you'll find, Father, it was two weeks ago. I am a seasoned superhero pro. So in these four four issues of this comic book, four months of real world time in the real world and also in the Invincible universe have passed. Oh, that's mad. I didn't even pick up on that, Michael. I like didn't that, It didn't even occur to me. I'm sure I you like did. I like that, Ben. I like it. I like it a lot. That's a bit of you, Michael Leonard. That's a little I've bit of you. thoroughly enjoyed it. Ben, if I ever wrote a comic, which I won't because I'm talentless and have no ideas. That's not I would true. Write a, now, hang I on. Well, hold on. What? That's just simply not true, Michael. You're a very talented young man and oh, one day you, you'll do you. something great. Thank you. <laughs> I won't have that kind of bloody <laughs> self-doubt day. on this podcast. So, Benjamin, I, if I were to write a comic, I would love to see a comic written in real time. I would love to still be reading the adventures of Spider-Man if Spider-Man had aged in real time when he started in the 60s and now he was a 70-year-old spider geriatric. Well, we did kind of do that, Michael. You can check it out on this very podcast where we did an issue on Spider-Man... What was it called? Life Story. Life Story. Yeah, you can go check mm. that out right now. After this. Mm. After this. Delicious. Don't turn this off. Let's Delicious. Do it the whole way through. Delicious. Yeah, so it was good. Um, Michael, what makes it a Robert Kirkman gig? So this is Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame. Um, I've heard of him. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose a bit of a bit of a comic book disruptor back in the day, Michael. Yeah, um, Robert Kirkman, Ben, who, in my opinion, has always been at his strongest in creating his own worlds, and really obviously in this case. Yeah, because he just gets to do whatever the heck he wants, Michael. Yeah, exactly. He's he's playing in his own little sandbox that he's made, and that's where he does his best work. I've never been a fan of his work on other things. I I absolutely hated Ben his work on Ultimate X Men. No good. Which was around this time, and that's what kind of solidified in me that if you're getting Kirkman in to do something, get him to do his own thing. Yeah, don't ever hire Kirkman to write on your currently running mildly successful series. No, it won't end well. It won't end well at. Hall. So, I mean, it has those usual, very human, Michael, and that's kind of what makes it a Kirkman gig. It's very much of, of human emotion and and the small stakes that people go through in their lives, uh, similar to the, the kind of drama that he drummed up for The Walking Dead, Michael. Hmm. The Walking Dead's about people, Ben. It's not about zombies. Uh, fear the people, Michael. Yeah. Fear the people. Uh, don't fear the dead, as the bloody television series says, isn't it? Hmm. Mm. Maybe. Anyway, um, the one I'm really interested in, Michael, and the 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 big shift. Am I allowed to talk just a little bit, Michael, about a big shift in the Invincible Universe? Just nope. just a little. Ah, no. Nope. Corey no, Walker absolutely. does the art. Oh, the art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we talk about that. Corey Walker does the first. I think it's six issues of Invincible. Right. Um, and after that, a young man by the name of Ryan Otley takes over. Right. And Michael, having read this, while it's very functional as a comic book piece, there's nice movement, there's nice proportions, there's nice kind of clean lines and things like that. It's nothing to write home about, Michael. I agree, Benjamin. Um, I I opened it again this evening and said to myself, you know what? Very minimalist. Yeah. Very minimalist. It has that 2005... um, early 2000s pop art look to it that we're always going on about here on Collecting Issues of the Bi-Weekly Comic Book Book Club. We do talk about it quite a bit, Michael. Do we're talk always about going on about Mike Alred, Darwin Cook, that era. Yeah, so I think Corey Walker probably takes quite a bit of inspiration from that, Michael. Um, but I, for one, yeah. couldn't be happier when Ryan Otley takes over. Right. Well, Benjamin, look, there's no point talking about Ryan Otley here because that's no, there down isn't. the line. But I do agree that... I am not a huge fan of the rendering of characters in this comic. There's not a whole lot of rendering to be done, Michael. Very minimalist, Ben. Uh, yeah, the thing that really irked me... What was, irked you? ...was the dot eyes on Oh, occasion. the dot eyes! The What's dot going on with the dot eyes? <laughs> yeah. was... Whenever anyone wants to look uncomfortable, surprised... Uh, Confused, just stick to little dotty watties where their eyes were. Straight out of the the manga playbook. Um, just is that it, what it is? Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a manga affectation. Now, in fairness, um, they had just left the heavy render era of comic books behind. Um, in the nineties, it was really kind of washed out of the system by two thousand and five, and they were being heavily influenced by manga because manga was having such a an American explosion at the time, Michael. So perhaps that was fully intentional so as to ride the wave of Asian-infused uh, mania that was sweeping across the youth of America. Yeah, you know? very, very minimal rendering, Ben. 
characters are defined really by their hairstyles and their angles rather than features. Sometimes very unrealistic angles in the case of uh, Adam Eve. For example, she's a very busty young lady. She's for a 16 year old young one. uh, There's a lot of proportions going on. Unusually, uh, unusually busty. Benjamin, um, (laughs) what is the crack in this comic book (laughs) with this line? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my own face here as an example, right? Excellent. Okay. And I'm going to place my two fingers on my eyeballs, and then I'm gonna draw a line straight down my eyeballs there, and then out a little bit there. What does that line represent? It's supposed to be your cheekbone, Michael. It's but supposed... my cheekbone doesn't start at my eyeball. Ben. No, it certainly doesn't, Michael. It certainly doesn't. Again, severe affectation. Um, I think, and and something that Corey Walker maybe thought was cool at the time. Um, right. I think looking at it now, Michael, it dates it horribly, um, because that style of comic book rendering, those quick angular lines and very elegant minimalist design, have really gone out of fashion. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're back to a a, a cell shaded full color extravaganza, Michael, in the world I mean, of. There is a good bit of the Mobius in it, I would say. There is, but. It seems like someone, and you, you, you feel free to disagree with me. And oh, I bloody will. Begging your forgiveness, Corey Walker. But it seems to me like someone who intentionally wanted to mimic Mobius and went every once in a while would look at a panel and go, "Ah, oh, that's how he does it. That's how he does it. Little line under the eye mm. and a little thing and little dot eyes every once in a while." Whereas there's a whole lot more going into a Mobius gig. Um, Having said that, Ben, um. It's very clean. It's very consistent. The action scenes are very high energy. We'll give it that. It captures, I think, things like the joy of flying and the the excitement of being in his first fight and stuff. That's all great. Yeah, that's all pretty good. No, it's I just mean, very minimalist. He pencils a, a a consistent comic, Michael, and you know we've we've reviewed comics that are far more guilty than that. Um, looking at you, Bloodshot, bloody. Colorado, <laughs> Bloodshot Reborn, Colorado. There's not a lot of inking going on either. Nah. Uh, again, Michael, um, digital comic book illustration was just reaching its, you know, coming into its own and everything was, a lot of artists were hired during that time that were proficient with Photoshop on a tablet. Um, right, right, right. As right, opposed right. to having those core skills available to them regarding character design or anything like that and there That's was an interesting statement now Ben I have to say uh, yeah well you can you can look it up Michael Kurt Busiek right. has an entire book right. on it um, right. and what was happening was um, a lot of decisions were made based on what people thought the limitations of Photoshop were at the time so you know high detailed images don't work because we can't put that in with a tablet when you know over time that became a uh, uh, baseless limitation and it just became a, a new thing so certain certain artistic decisions were made Michael in favour of this newfangled technology that was coming in the old colourists Ben the colourists have a lot to do in this yeah so Bill Crabtree is the colourist on this one Michael and he does a real great job um, I would strongly argue that's um, I've just, just done a little crab there yeah, for just Ben's did a little, amusement. Little crab there for my amusement. It was excellent, excellent. Um, so yeah, in general, um, now I'm a tree. <laughs> oh Jesus! 
the colors are essential to this because we're going for a lighter superhero comic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going for that fun, effortless joy that came with reading your first Spider-Man comic. And the colors here, Michael, are a primary color sensation. So many colors going on. Blue, yellow, orange, all of them. Red. For example, pink. Another, another blue. Yeah. Um, and Sky. again, there's, no, there's very little shading, Michael. So we're working in block colors um, yeah. consistently. So Bill Crabtree, it, it worked to death, he was. The poor man. The poor, poor man. Um, I'd like to see this. Not, I'm not saying it would be an improvement, but I would be interested to see what a modern colorist would do with those panels. I'm curious to see, Michael, if they're going to reissue some of these um, to coincide with the upcoming Invincible TV series on March 26th. Is there an upcoming Invincible TV series, Ben? This is incredibly well-timed by us here. At I, I know. What? The bi-weekly comic book book club. What a fluke. Um, but yeah, so th- th- there's, you know, that's coming up and it's got Stephen Cho as the... Stephen... I'm pretty sure it's UN. Oh, God damn it. Hang on, give me two seconds. It uh, is. And Omni Man is voiced by none other than our favourite actor, Michael, J.K. Yep. Simmons. Your favourite actor and mine, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yun, you're it. absolutely right, Michael. My apologies. Yun. Ah, okay. Yun. Uh, Sandra O, oh, Michael, yeah. is going to play Debbie Grayson, which is the mother. Oh, that's his mother. Yeah. Do you know who's playing? Oh, this character's not in it, so I'm not going to say her name. Uh, that character's not in it as well. Do you know who's playing the tailor, Art Rosenbaum? Um, the same person who did Ender Mode. Nope. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill himself. Okay, yeah. that'd be pretty Get good. Yourself in there. Get Who's doing in Adam there. Eve? Is it Zendaya? Is it no? Is it no? Gillian oh. Jacobs. Gillian oh, Jacobs. Oh, Jacobs her from Out Community. Her from Out Community up there now. Uh, so we have that. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anybody else there that we need to. No, really... I think that's pretty much it. That's everyone in this. Yeah. Oh, Jason Man- uh, Jason Manitoukas is um, Rexplode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Rexplode is Adam Eve's... Boyfriend. I know who Rexplode is. I don't know who Jason Manito- Manitoba is. Manitoukas, but yeah. Uh, anyway, Zazie Beats is Amber Bennett. I don't know who that is. Uh, she's not in this one. That's why. Good. Yeah, anyway. Well, then stop talking about her. Anyway, a, that series is coming out. It looks like it's following the Cory Walker style of animation, though, Michael. It does. Um, I wonder, will it change to Ryan Otley as it gets further in? I'd enjoy that. I'd enjoy that a lot. Ben, yeah. speaking of things you'd enjoy, if you enjoyed this, what else might you enjoy? Uh, I would take a look at Ultimate Spider-Man, if you're a big fan Very of Very much so, Ben. You've, you've cuckled me there, because that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Right, okay. We probably, should have, we probably should have coordinated at the beginning of this we episode, Michael. We should have coordinated. Michael. But no, look, it's better <laughs> if we don't, because it leads to... Precious moments like this. It's very similar to those golden first six or seven episodes of Ultimate Spider-Man by Mark Bagley? No, is it no, Mark Bagley and Brian Michael Bendis? Brian Michael ba- oh, yeah, no, it is Mark Bagley and Mike Brian Brendels. Mike, Mike Brian Brendels, which Mike is definitely Mike Brian Brendels, yeah, very don't famous. Look it. <laughs> don't uh, look it up. <laughs> don't look it up. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really your go-to there, Michael. Those two are so similar. Which came out yeah. first, Michael? Ultimate Spider-Man. Ah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Mm. definitely the influence of Ultimate Spider-Man in this, Ben, for sure. Heaps. Heaps and tons of it. Heaps and tons. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a great look. It's a great little comic. Go pick it up. I'm sure you've already picked it up because you're listening to a bloody... What are you listening to this first? (laughs) 
what, what, what do you say? What's, what's the thing you comic, say? So collecting what? issues, the, the bi-weekly comic book book club. Yeah, very good. Very good, Michael. Very smooth. Very smooth. Not always. Not always. Sometimes I edit some out. Oh, do you now? Oh, do yeah. Do you now? Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, can tell you don't listen to this. No, I never listen. Not once. I've, I don't think I've ever listened. No, I, I tell a lie. I listened to the Incal part two. Oh, good. Yeah, that was a good issue. Yeah, that was great. So, ladies and gentlemen, what did you think of this comic book book club? What did you think of this bloody comic in the comic book book club? What did you think of it? You can get in touch with us in the following way to let us know. We are yeah. on the interwebs at www.showrebuke.com. Get them to hop up on the Discord, because that's where we're having the chats about this. That's that's live, guys. Live. live. We might live. reply to you within five minutes of talking to us, or we might reply to you within two weeks talking to us. It really depends on how often we check the bloody Discord. I check um, the Discord every day, Ben. <laughs> Michael checks the Discord every day, so Michael will probably talk to you. I probably won't. Uh, you get, get it on your phone, Ben. Get it on your phone. The listeners want to talk about bloody comic books. Tropes. Um, yep, so you can get in touch with us there. You can also find us on seanrebeog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. Means tiny Roman Irish. Uh, and you can join us in two weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, where, in preparation for the Schneider Cut um, being released, <laughs> we're going to take a look at the all-time DC classic, Kingdom Come. It might be good, it might be shit. Let's not overhype it. Who's to bloody say? Do you mean the it's episode good, or the comic? The 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 episode. The oh, yeah. I meant the episode too. Uh, <laughs> Alright, that's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Watch out for those uh, twins who are blue. They'll get you. They're no good. <laughs>